watching your one piece. We are! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, where we've watched only a single episode, and then there's no more. It's I keep thinking there's going to be more, but then the episode ends, and I go to look. It's like, no, it's it's right. Weird. Yeah. It's, it's a really new experience. Strange. Yeah. You, the, you've, you've gone years under the pretense that there will always be more One Piece. <laughs> yeah. And we are not pivoting to a manga podcast. <laughs> Look, I don't know how to read, so... There's no... I mean, like, what? We, you want to talk about a chapter, an episode? Who do you think we are? <laughs> we have to. We need Toei to drag the chapter out to 22 minutes length, <laughs> if you want us to talk about it. I got a, I got a point and laugh and clap at the pretty pictures on my screen. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work if they're in black and white, if you're not seeing the motion. I love, I love manga. I don't actually read a ton of manga, but... <laughs> but anyways, we're talking about 1073 more actually not a lot of gear five i was gonna say more gear five but it's mostly stuff inside of onigashima happening yeah i guess we should probably like know what's going on with everyone else I yeah they've, they've been putting it off they've been like i know you just want to see the funny cartoon man do a punch <laughs> and then this episode's kind of like look we know that's what you want to see we'll we'll show you a little bit of it we'll, we'll start the episode with funny cartoon man end the episode with funny cartoon man but <laughs> There are real important things happening in the middle there. And this this one feels really stretched out from the manga because I feel like a lot of the check-ins with people are drawn out and, and added in for anime only. But yeah, still got no new opening too, which I'm, I figured we would have had by now. Maybe uh, after the end of the the fight with Kaido? Maybe, I guess. Uh, I It sounded like it was going to be soon. And I was like, okay, they're going to show Gear 5 doing some stuff. But maybe at this point it is just going to be showing what's after wano more than showing wano which is crazy there's like a million fucking things they could show <laughs> yeah terrified of what the post wano opening is to be fair the long the longer it takes i'm like oh if there's like not a lot of kaido in the opening at this point because i think he dies or not dies but i think the fight only has like one or so episode left mm. maybe two i don't remember how many chapters there are but it's close it's not in this episode. He's still standing. They do some, some, well, Luffy does some funny stuff. Kaido's attacks aren't funny. He's very serious. Uh, but we pick up last time where Luffy, um, with the shining moonlight behind him, saying, I'm Monkey D. Luffy. I'm going to be king of the pirates. And it picks up this time with Kaido saying, no, you're not. <laughs> no me. No me, asshole. I talked a couple episodes ago and I was like, oh, he's the sun god or whatever. He's the... You know, has the power, the the fruit of a sun god. And they make a big deal about this, like, silhouette eclipse thing over the moon. And I'm like, is Luffy going to go to the moon? Can Luffy go to... Is that too big? I think we've had this exact conversation on the podcast before. Is that jumping the One Piece shark if he goes to the moon? <laughs> or brings the moon to us? Someone was like, it's going to be a redo of Skypea. He's going to, like, instead of having a big gold ball on his hand, he's going to have the moon. He's going <laughs> to crush the red line with it. To oh, great combine all the seas make everyone free and also the all blue will exist if if luffy does anything with the moon i just imagine he takes like a big bite out of it like it's a cookie mm -hmm. or like a it's a big thing of cheese so he just takes like a chunk out and eats it yeah not to suggest that luffy can manifest whatever he wants which has been a discrepancy with <laughs> rooted in the like earliest fan translations of the gear five chapter that were like his power is imagination and it's like no he can do whatever he imagines himself to do but like that's because he has been thinking about himself as made of rubber for 
four years. I don't know. How old is he? He's yeah. like 18. <laughs> he's, had, he's had it since he was Eight a years. little boy. Yeah. I'm like, not, I'm like, how many years since the show started? Oh, wait. No, he's had it since he was a child. So it was at least like, I don't know, eight, ten, eight years. But it's easy to blur that line, though, when you're like, you don't see him inflate himself into a giant. He just goes into the clouds and then is a giant. And I'm like, can he just do whatever he fucking wants now? Kind of. But only if it's funny and not unreasonable. But he's not a giant in this episode. I like Kaido's line here. He says that awakening is when someone's mind and their body catches up to the power they have. I think that's a good phrasing for contextualizing that. Does make me think of My Hero Academia because they say that kind of too, where they give what's his name? The like, eat my hair. And then he gets the power, but like he has to also work out so his body can handle having the power. Oh. Makes me think of that. Um, one of the better things in My Hero Academia, and it's, I, I don't love that manga or that show very much but i've read maybe the first chapter of it and and then you were like oh giant sexy lady (laughs) and and then i went i'm gonna go back to reading golden kamui maybe i'll come back to this and then it's been five years (laughs) yeah it's not i mean it's fine i i get sick of superheroes in any genre i think in any in any medium yeah it has its niche people like it uh my niece likes it so i can't be too mean about it But yeah, I did. I did make me think of that though. I was also thinking. We watched Film Red last night for the Patreon. I also was thinking about My Hero Academia because I saw one of those movies, and it's very dumb in the way that it's like, here's a cool idea that we did and had this flashy animation for, but as soon as it's over, we have to like decanonize it. It's like this only <laughs> lasted for these thirty seconds. It has to immediately go away. And I just, you know, the the struggle of making a non-canon anime film that also has to have stakes that are greater than what you see on tv yeah and i'm like i don't know the stakes of one piece are already very high at this point that that's a that's another benefit that dragon ball has is that for it's hard to place it within the timeline of where it would take place but it's very easy to go oh fuck there's a bad guy that just showed up and is gonna destroy earth cool we gotta beat him up (laughs) yeah it's fine that's just you know (laughs) it's just it's it's not like an arc condensed into 90 minutes, but, yeah, you know, a, a more graceful version of that, I guess. Wait, what I suggest is that someone writes a screenplay, and then they make the movie. It really isn't more complicated than that. <laughs> Surely there's nothing uh, that, that could uh, get in the way of that. Yeah, no, and then you have someone coming in being like, actually, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, this, it, it, has, it has to be... <laughs> A higher scale than the show, but not in a way that contradicts the importance of the show. You have to still want to go back to the show on the weekend. Anyways, Film Red's a good movie. You can listen to us do a commentary track over it on our Patreon (laughs) within, like, I don't know, probably a day or so that you're listening to this. (laughs) They might both. It depends on if you're a patron listener or not. In which case, it'll be up after this. (laughs) But don't worry. It's there. And it's only $1. Yeah, close close your eyes, uh, spin around three times, and it'll be there. Uh, but we see a little bit more of this Luffy Kaido fight before we get to the bulk of the episode inside. It's mainly Kaido, Kaido does some crazy swinging attacks, and then Luffy turns into like an angry ball of punches. It's like a real like cartoon like dust ball with punches flying out of it. <laughs> oh, Mouse is bringing me something. What do you got? She's so stinky. 
<laughs> Someone in our Discord, who was it, posted biblically accurate Luffy, which I thought was very funny. Blue Sunrise. Very funny. Good job. <laughs> Listener of the week, which is not a segment we're going to do. <laughs> That's how we'll fill time next week. We'll just do <laughs> Listener of the Week. Yeah. Come to our Discord for good bits. There's also, I think, one of my favorite sections of this is that Luffy like does his like crazy cartoon run. Well, I guess first Kaido's like he coughs because the smoke is coming up from inside, and Kaido's like, "All your friends are gonna die in a fire." And Luffy's like, "No, they're not, because I told them to deal with it." <laughs> and he does his silly cartoon run, and Kaido like swings one of those like shockwave attacks at him, and he Luffy like grabs his crotch and drags it up to to dodge it, <laughs> which is. Again, like like all the past couple episodes, just peak, oh, that's ripped straight out of Tom and Jerry kind of shit. Yeah. And it's very funny. He does say that almost hit my crotch, which I think is also funny. Whenever Luffy acknowledges like any remotely suggestive body part, I'm like, is this out of character? It's like when he said something about making Frankie less of a man when Robin's twisting his dick off. I'm like, <laughs> Luffy, you don't know what that is. It flies in the face of him standing naked in front of all of Amazon Lily and being like, yeah, it stretches. All of me stretches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's funny. He bounces into the sky, sees lightning crash, and has an idea, which is just Toei expanding this episode by setting up for the next one, in which Luffy grabs a lightning bolt and throws it. The lightning stuff is cool. I'm excited to see it for real. <laughs> but... um. They do kind of pad this episode by hinting at Luffy getting the idea to grab a lightning bolt. And then the end of the episode shows him actually do it, but it's not like adapting the actual panels or anything quite yet. Uh, so spoilers for next time. But he continues to do the attack you saw him do this. Whoa! Time. That's crazy. But now we get to the bulk of the episode, which is inside Onigashima. Not just the performance floor, but I'll, some of it is. It starts with Chopper screaming for his friends. He's just a little guy. Uh, does find Nami and Otama. What are they going to do? Chopper asks if Zeus can do anything to put out the fire. I'm kind of surprised you don't see Nami try. Yeah, he's like, no, it'll hurt. Sorry, but <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm useless here. I'm surprised that you don't see her try. You do see Usopp try in a funny scene where he fails dramatically. But I'm just, I don't know. Especially because I feel like whenever Nami does something, she's very strong. <laughs> Considering like all the shit she did at Whole Cake. I'm surprised that I, I like the resolution of this. And I think the conversation with Nami and asking Zeus is entirely anime only. But I do think then it makes you wonder, why isn't? I feel like Nami could handle some of this. And instead of the manga, you just kind of go straight to Raizo. Which I like the Raizo resolution. Um, but before that, we get a ton of checking in with other people. The heart pirates running around carrying Beppo because he's just too hot. I like Beppo's exhaustion because he didn't really do anything. I don't remember Beppo really contributing anything to the fighting on screen anyway. They didn't have like a big dramatic fight against a headliner or something. That's a good point. There's, you know, it's just been hard on the little guy. He's just stressed out and he's also very furry. So I imagine he's just <laughs> overheating. Yeah. Polar bears aren't uh, suited for a burning castle. <laughs> Most people no. aren't, but polar bears especially. Most people aren't, but it is a severe disadvantage. But uh, it's just I, sim funny that you see that before you even see killer being carried around. I feel like it'd be funny if you saw Killer carried around because you know that he got his ass beat to shit by yeah. Hawkins. Not even because Hawkins is stronger. Because <laughs> Hawkins is an <laughs> asshole. He doesn't fight very fair. No. It, it would have been funny to see Killer being carried around because he worked so hard and then Beppo ca being carried around just because he's furry. 
furry little guy. I wish he was tiny like in Film Red, but alas, <laughs> he is normal size. They should give us a tiny Beppo uh, plush. I'm they sure should. that exists somewhere. Pro- not, I mean, not, not specifically the Film Red tiny Beppo, but just a tiny Beppo. Yeah, I mean, if not official, then maybe on like some fan art Etsy thing. <laughs> yeah. Then we check in with some other people. We see Robin and Brooke. The scene is added, but very funny where Robin's like, yeah, I don't want to look like you, Brooke, so I, we need to get out of this fire. And then the other samurai they're with realize he's a skeleton, and they're like, oh, shit, did all your skin burn off? I'm sorry, man. We're doing the best we can. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm just like this. I can just do this. <laughs> uh, but then we finally get to Raizo and Jinbei, and Raizo's like, I have a plan. And Jinbei's like, it's a good plan. I'm here to help. <laughs> and then we get to the eye catch, check in with some more people before we see Raizo's plan. Sanji hits a dead end, uh, leading the, with the pleasure hall girls that uh, helped him recover from his fight. But they're running around. They run into a dead end. And it's nice to see him just kind of be normal. Like the, the situation is serious enough that he's not super horny about it. <laughs> as, he's, as he's leading around this pack of women. When, when, when there's a crisis, you can't, he, he, he can focus enough because it's like, I can't uh, romance these women if we're all burning and on fire and dead. Mm-hmm. He does. He does switch into crisis mode. Just thinking, what if the Sanji card in the One Piece card game couldn't attack women? <laughs> that, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, that would really. I mean, it wouldn't mess with the red meta that much because Sanji's like the lower tier rush card you're gonna pull. But it would be funny. We need to keep finding ways to nerf red. <laughs> It'd also create be funny for them to just have to put down like <laughs> a boy or a girl on the on the cards. Yeah, you have to gender the cards. <laughs> you have to you just you just have to tell by looking at it, and then like the entire card game crashes down around Yamato cards. <laughs> Every no one is able to agree on anything, and um, all of the tournaments are canceled. <laughs> They're like, no, because of transgenderism, Sanji can beat Yamato. <laughs> no, no, I refuse to accept that I'm attracted to a man. <laughs> no, don't, don't gender One Piece cards, especially because I don't. I feel like they would also get it wrong with Yamato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, considering the Beaver card is like wrong, and that people cite it for like, no, biology wins. And I'm like, can you like listen to what people say to you? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still just endlessly weird to me. That's like when people are like, no, it's not that. Yabro thinks thinks that they're a man. It's just they think they're a specific man. All right. <laughs> sure. Does Whatever. that make it less of a man? I don't think so. <laughs> Even if you're right, they still think they're a man. The thing about the English language is, is with the grammar, the word specific there is technically redundant. It's still true. <laughs> Stupid shit. Just admit that this guy's hot as hell. Uh, Apu, unfortunately still alive. We check in on him. He's like yelling at a number to try and break down a wall. He's like, just do it, asshole. Break down the wall so we can get out of here. And he's like, I can't. It's a hard wall and also on fire. He doesn't say that because numbers can't speak. Also, somebody pointed out that in Punk Hazard, you can see like the numbers frozen up. There's like a hallway of like the scary giants in there, which I once mentioned in the Discord by whoever. I don't know. This was maybe a month or two ago. I immediately remembered that hallway. And I was like, oh, yeah, they walk through it. There's a bunch of scary silhouettes. That's weird. At the time, like going through Punk Hazard, enough stuff is being set up that I in no way thought, oh, that wasn't resolved. (laughs) I just thought it was scary set dressing. And I guess there's enough going on with Caesar trying to make giants that you don't really think about it too hard. 
Are the Yeti Cool Brothers numbers? They can talk, so they must be different in some way. Oh, that's a good question. One of the more unresolved things uh, in, in One Piece is I'm like, what is the deal with those two guys? You never really see their face. They also wear giant... They look like straw hats. <laughs> yeah. Should I be concerned about them? That's a good question. I don't know. If we can't play Johnny and Yusaki or Dory and Brocky, we'll settle for the Yeti Cool Brothers if the anime <laughs> gets that far. Yeah. That'd be even better. The, yeah. The Yeti Cool I'll Brothers. Do, I'll do the mocap. <laughs> it will be very cool. Uh, they'll just put us in like a uh, giant like Wookiee outfits. Yeah. That'd be sick. Because Netflix definitely would use practical effects like that. Yeah, and they're just going to use like the Lord of the Rings like perspective tricks <laughs> yeah. to make us look big. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can't imagine them getting that long. Also, I can't imagine them considering that I don't think Johnny and Osaku are still in the show. Like, I don't. There was no casting announcement for them, and considering some of the other stuff that has been changed and trimmed down, they might have. They might have hit the cutting room floor. I'm like, is that all the things we aspire to be are just not going to be included? <laughs> nope. Dory and Brogy feel pretty essential because Elbaf is such a big deal, but we'll see. Especially because that's like, you, you got to get, I mean, I guess you don't have to get sick on the island because four kids just went, oh no, Nami's sick. But yeah, it is similar to the number of things that four kids skipped. And I'm like, well, they were, they were fucked. And I'm like, what if, li- what if the live action does that? <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen after the current arc even though all of the actors i mentioned this when we did our patreon i was like the actors all know who the current uh yanko are which is funny to hear them say and i'm like (laughs) weird to have them say that as they're promoting a show that is starting from zero i'm like a lot of people watching this show for like i guess i don't know the number of people who are going to watch this show that don't know anything about one piece like is anyone starting here surely someone is but i i think the people who are going to be jumping into it and watching those kinds of things or people like us who know like what's going on for the most part and it's the people who are just going to watch the show because uh it's a thing on Netflix and they pay for the service which is from what I am told is how a lot of Netflix originals hit fucking everything because someone goes oh something new and then they put it on while they scroll TikTok yeah and they don't pay attention to it they fold their laundry <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how these people have so much laundry to fold. <laughs> people are always folding their laundry with shows in the background. <laughs> I, I imagine like those those kinds of people aren't gonna be like looking up like Forbes interviews and stuff. Probably not. It did make me wonder. I'm like, oh, I guess are none of these guys in SAG. They're still promoting the show. Uh, weird. It's interesting. Yeah, I wonder. There was an article a while ago about Netflix trying to make like struggling with the creators of their shows because they wanted the shows to be more quote second screen they're like it can't be so distracting that the majority of people putting it on as background noise look up and then consider maybe turning it off if it catches their attention too much which is bizarre and i do wonder i'm like is what's the balance going to be between them trying to make a genuine adaptation of one piece oda being involved them having this higher standard regardless of whether or not you know we think it works or whatever having that then go up against the average netflix audience of being like yeah just like colors and sounds and i'm like are they gonna think like this is fucking weird and then it's not going to do well and they're gonna cancel it (laughs) because it's actually trying to do shit at any given moment uh so you mentioning like 
they might not be union. Uh, I'm thinking that because I looked up she, uh, the actress for Nami, she has a bunch of like SAG Astra stuff re- retweeted. So I imagine they record they've recorded a lot of this stuff before like the strike happened, so that <laughs> that they can't just be like, hey, you can't publish that because. Forbes is just gonna be like, fuck you, no. Yeah, no, a lot of stuff, because there's still a lot of stuff going around, and as long as it was recorded before, it's just, none of those people are ever disclosing that shit. Yeah. The actors can't say, I recorded this before, because then they would still be promoting the thing (laughs) by sharing it at all. (laughs) Yeah, she's the oldest person on the cast, so that makes the most sense that she would be. Yeah, I, I imagine, yeah, I don't think, like, the... Maybe Zoro's actor would be because he's he's done a lot. I don't know how much like American stuff he's done. That's the thing is I don't know how much he's done in the states. Luffy, I I think this is his first like uh, American produced thing. So yeah, just curious. It probably was all recorded ahead of time. I just know I'm like Netflix definitely isn't getting a SAG exception. So <laughs> no, <laughs> of, of part all of the problem, the, of all of the few things getting exceptions is not Netflix, but. Probably was all recorded ahead of time. I especially if Emily is posting stuff for SAG. But obviously we're pro strike, pro union on this podcast. And but we're also allowed to still do criticism of it. That's not counting as promotion. <laughs> so not that we're yeah. in the union anyway, and it doesn't really count as scabbing or crossing a picket line, but the, and, and, we're conscious uh, of it. If if someone wants to say anything, the official because I know people have reached out to it, their official line is Hey, it's cool, but we also appreciate solidarity, which is a very like we can't just tell you no, but we're also trying to figure out how shit goes. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff. Like, especially now that you know the last time these people striked, uh, podcast didn't exist. So, yeah, <laughs> the idea of like what is and isn't pr- promotion is so weird now. But additionally, like criticism isn't promotion. Like, even if we were. No what no one has explicitly called for any boycotts either cuz they're like we need to continue showing that the work generates the value. Yeah. From what I understood too with the like when it comes to podcasts the specific things that would be crossing the line would be like them going on podcasts to promote it or for previous work how every like how the office has a fucking podcast with cast members talking about the show. Always episode Sunny by episode, as well, yeah, and Sunny and stuff like that. Like those would be considered like, yeah, I think so. Or like you know, I listened to Blank Check and I was listening to uh, uh, an episode with uh, John Hodgman on it, and he's like, yeah, the, I can't plug anything that I've been that is a SAG project, but I do have a book you can buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting seeing a lot of newer movies come out and like they have to either a get the directors to talk a bunch, you know, have old stuff in the bank. Or like the Gran Turismo thing where they just pay fans to exaggerate about how much they liked it. And also, they will not tell, stop telling you that it's based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I got I got a sponsored post for it. And it's like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, hold on, I know that's a lie. And then I scrolled back up. It's like 98% audience score exactly, on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. <laughs> when it's like a 50 something on for critic score i don't even uh, think that the movie's not actually out yet but they've done so many early like fan screenings i'm like i should go to one i was looking and currently it's empty so i might be the only person in there but i'm like i should just go see it so i can (laughs) then like make a dramatic fake post and be like it's so good (laughs) 
I cum my pants when I watch the cargo drop. It's also based on a true story. <laughs> it's based on a true story like my video game that I love so dearly. Yeah. To see how, how much of an absurd post can I make and get it like reposted <laughs> by the official account. There's a guy who that's just like his whole bit on Twitter. I don't remember who it is, but Stealing Valor, I guess. Um, anyways, I have no fucking clue where we were in the episode. <laughs> that's true. Uh I got here from talking about numbers. After we go to Apu's scene with the number, though, we get to Usopp, who is trying to save the samurai and not really trying to save the draft man. Don't blame him. If anyone gets to die in this fire, it should be him. He tries to put out the fire with his sprinkler green star or whatever it's called. Doesn't do anything. Actually sets itself on fire. And again, I'm like, how many of those you got? Why do you use just one? Use like 10 of them. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. that's a good point. Frankie's trying to get Zoro to Chopper. Because he's, you know, had a... He, Frankie doesn't know he had a fever dream and experienced death, but he did. <laughs> we should be checking up on, like, that chess game uh, uh, periodically. <laughs> yeah. that, se- that seems like a good way to, to pad out the episodes, Toei, if you want to just have Zoro continuing to see death over his shoulder. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he sees Frankie as death carrying him to hell. <laughs> Look, I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it before, but have it be like the problem sleuth thing, where peer, like death is challenging one of them to for the soul, and then every so often we check back in and see how complicated the chess game has gotten. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good bit that sounds like, like a good four bit. people would would recognize as being stolen if you did it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the fucking seventh seal thing is so heavily referenced. Like the first time I watched, because it's um. That basically that exact character of death is played in the second uh, Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, and they play chess and then they play Battleship and they play like all this fucking shit, and that's so funny. But like, yeah. it's so I I don't know how many people know they're referencing like an art house uh, Swedish film, but I do want to see Zoro play the chess game. That's our weekly call out for fan art request: is Zoro playing chess with death? Yeah. I don't think Zoro's smart enough Sora would instantly lose right he would destroy all the black pieces <laughs> sorry minority hunter it's just too easy to make jokes if we finally now get to Rizo, who is the the main character of this episode he thinks about not being able to help when odin's house burned down and he also thinks about being on zo and seeing sunisha you know flood itself to bathe itself and he was like i'm gonna steal some of this water i'm gonna store it in a scroll which isn't how I interpreted this when I read the manga. I thought he was just using a, a ninjutsu to summon water. Interesting to have it be stored in a scroll for a later use. Either way works. I This is a show about pirates and devil fruits, so I have no fucking clue how ninja jutsu art works. And they don't explain it, and it doesn't matter. I'm still not entirely sure that... Can he just do that? Are there other ninjas who can just do that? Because... What's her name? Shinobu. She has a devil fruit. Raizo seems to be able to just do that. I guess he can swim? <laughs> unclear. Also unclear if smile fruit users could swim. I was wondering uh, about that. I, I assumed no. I would assume no as well, but there's something kind of specific about devil fruits and being the enemy of the sea uh, in a way that I don't know that the man-made ones uh, hold on to. We see Killer like when they, when they get washed out by all this water that Rizo summons up. We don't, like, see Killer necessarily drown right away. So I am curious about it. I guess he was drowned. They make a big deal about drowning him, though, 
with Kid in Udon, but like that would work on anybody because it was like water torture. <laughs> uh, and obviously, Kid has a double fruit, so I don't really know if that was particularly bad for. I don't remember if they say anything about the smile fruit, but someone will answer us in the Discord probably when this comes out. Because um, our audience is much smarter than us. They should be making the podcast. <laughs> Except for nope. the people who negatively review us on iTunes with complaints. Then I'm like, make your own fucking podcast, assholes. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. But then it's not. It's the easiest thing in the world <laughs> to just talk about a bunch of bullshit and then put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, a, I'm a more thorough editor than most. And it's still fucking easy. You just got to do it repeatedly forever until you die. We must imagine Sisyphus podcasting. So Rizo puts it all the fire, and Jinbei helps by directing it with his, uh, he says, f- like a jujitsu, but I guess, yeah, fishman karate adjacent. I like this scene. I love the, you know, Rizo getting this big dramatic moment, but also the way that putting out these fires is connected with his emotional stakes behind losing Odin in his castle and also Zo, where he was, you know, protected and saved for so long. Nice beats to hit. I think Ryzo's a cool guy, even though his uh, teeth are so round, they look kind of like the eel from Mario Sunshine that you got to wash um, the, the teeth out of his mouth. <laughs> I realized that today when I was watching this episode, that that's what they reminded me of. Um, good scene. I like, I like all the Ryzo stuff. And that's basically the, the end of the episode. It, it ends with Yamato trying to get Momonosuke to start making fam- flame clouds and carry the island. It's like, come on, man. Kaido's gonna fucking beef it any minute now. You gotta be able to do this. I think even if Kaido wins, he's about near the end of his uh, stamina. So Mom was like, "But I'm I'm scared and a tiny baby." And Yamato's like, "Stop it! You have to carry the island." <laughs> and then we see Luffy grab the lightning, which is a big dramatic fun cliffhanger. But it's it's for next week. Well, actually, it's for two weeks from now because there's a break next week. With another recap episode of Bart talking about the Luffy fighting Kaido. <laughs> We're not going to cover that. <laughs> no. Because we've already covered it. <laughs> In fact, from what it looks like, it's just the last couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very similar to when like we saw this for Zoro and Sanji's fights. <laughs> for the same reason the manga has regular break weeks, the, the anime having it makes sense and is you know good for the quality of the episodes. But is it good for the quality of our podcast? Probably not. Probably we're, not. We're, we're going to have to figure fucking something out. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking we might start digging into cover stories next time. And then as soon as I see that Audacity hit like 30 minutes, I'm like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> um, probably not, because then I'm going to edit like five or so minutes out and it's going to be like super short, which I'm already worried about happening <laughs> with this episode. But uh, we'll get there. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think most people who've been listening to our show this long are aware of the situation we're in and are interested in us figuring it out as much as we are. So cover stories is something we've been talking about for a long time, probably on the top of our list for, for something to just like, we know that we can just access it and go through next time. I know there's some other ideas floating in the discord. We have an ideas and feedback channel specifically for this. We're not, we're not gonna read fanfic. I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, that that's uh, <laughs> unfortunately that that would that does sound fun. I'm not a fanfic guy. Uh, yeah, me neither. Maybe maybe that could be like a <laughs> if Patreon didn't remove goals, we could do yeah. that as like a 
a one-off thing. Thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, you know, if someone did ask for a fanfic channel, I can, I can, we can make that for you, and then I'll immediately mute it. But <laughs> probably not a thing we're gonna do in the podcast. But there were some other ideas that I've seen floated through there. I think that's it for for this episode. Um, we'll do our plugs and then stick around for Jory's always correct predictions. I'm sure they're gonna have a very funny idea what Luffy's gonna do with the lightning bolt, or maybe something else unrelated to that. But before that, Jory, where could people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me online anywhere that if you find a no, I'm Jory somewhere. That's definitely me, and you can find it. Find all my posts there. Um, let's see. Like, got got my bad movies listed on Letterboxd. Got my tweets mm-hmm. where you can see pictures of my dog sometimes or funny posts. I posted a picture of me with a Gundam. That was that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I have because uh, I plugged it last week and I'm gonna plug it again because I want more people to use the website. Uh, <laughs> on backlogged, I've been uh, typing up stuff about every video game I've played to completion this year. Ever just... in your whole life? <laughs> I can't do that. That's I. I am taking kind of the same thing I've done with uh, Letterboxd, which is like sometimes I'll see a movie and go, I've watched that, but I was 12 and it was in school and I wasn't paying attention, so I'm not going to log it in any way. I'm not even going to click watched because mm. uh doesn't really mean anything there. I've kind of done that with uh this where there's some games I'll say I've played, but I haven't rated, but everything I've played through in the last like year or so, I've like typed up some stuff about it. it it's less of a... And I'm avoiding doing... Uh, short thing, short like little things like on Letterbox there. So if you want to see me talk about video games, that's going to be the closest you're going to get because I'm not going to make a video game podcast or uh talk about them in a video or anything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if for some reason you want to know what I have to say about video games I've played, there you go. Um, I'm I'm the opposite. If I if I've seen it, I hit watch. <laughs> uh, what is uh, myself? I'm on Twitter, which is Ghost of Joe. If I make a funny Gran Turismo tweet, that's where it'll be. I probably, I, I don't know that I will do that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it is tempting. Maybe I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll do it on my letterbox, which is I'm no longer sharing publicly because it's not Ghost of Joe. But uh, if you do go to my Twitter, you can find the trailer for the documentary I made. Still uh, waiting to hear back from several festivals, but you can check the trailer out there. If you want to go to halfseriesalfkidding.com, you can find the trailer and uh, the uh, synopsis and some other information on it. And that's really all I have. I mean, I'm also on, you know, like Instagram or threads or whatever, but uh haven't really been posting anything, and partly because there's been nothing new to post. Um, and I'm not really in the business of just kind of continually sharing the same trailer and shit over and over and over and over again. <laughs> we must imagine Sisyphus posting. You know, I'll share stuff when I got it. Follow me if you're interested in uh, seeing that stuff first. But that's about it for now. You can follow this show on Twitter at We Are Watching OP. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wearewatchingop, as well as uh, getting a bunch of bonus content like uh, this month. We did a commentary track for Film Red, which we mentioned earlier. Fun to rewatch. Fun to, to make jokes about. Fun to talk about how meaningless the <laughs> Gear 5, like, <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's very, you could just see it and go... Uh, oh, cool stylistic choice for the movie. And just move on. Interesting choice. Um, I don't know why he's not colored in there, but whatever. (laughs) 
that's a you can get all that for a dollar a month uh you get also a, a backlog of all of our other bonus episodes if you have never been on the patreon you get these episodes a little bit early it's all in one convenient rss feed but also another thing you get for your crisp dollar bill is we uh call out the names of all of our patrons and i do believe it is my turn to do it yeah pulled up the list and i get to say thank you to our patrons by the name of az couple adam anton becca blue sunrise Brittany, Cappy, Captain Moak, Chad, Connor, Damian, David, Deus Equus, Eric V, Fig, Forrest, Fooney, Gage, Heidi, Holly, Jay Harkins. Oh, it's fighting back a burp. Jacob, 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 no, I'm Jacob. <laughs> James, <laughs> Joe, Josh, June Song, Kat, Ken, King Stolamander, formerly the real jewelry, Kyle Grant, Lena, Lucas, Luke, Manny, Maggie, Mallory, Martha, Mick Foley, 299, Milo, Morgan, my buddy, Nick, Peter, Phoenix Ryu, Raish, Riley, Rodsters, Ryan Screed, switching to page two, Snowy Scales, <laughs> Spandan, Stephen Daniel, The Cat Fangs, The Lost Crab Rangoon, Tony, Trey, Vedicky, Verdigree, and Ya Boy. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. You you get the you get this episode early. You get you get our monthly episodes, commentaries, whatever we're doing for the month. And uh, it tells us uh, to keep doing this. Yeah. So if you ever want us to stop podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Just everyone Uh, pull out all at once. Vote with your dollars. Or give us like $100,000. Yeah, no, if we still had goals, we would make a, uh, you know, like, (laughs) uh, we will stop at this level. We will stop podcasting. Yeah. We are coasting. <laughs> That's it. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. And oh, I didn't I didn't actually plug our Discord, but you can join it. Uh there's a link in the show notes and also in our Twitter. As always, we now end with Jory's always correct predictions of what happens next time. What's happening next time? You know, Momonosuke has to he has to make the clouds to support Onigashima, but we know we know that little guy turned into a big guy. Doesn't have good control over his cloud production, and he's gonna do way too much, and he's gonna send them into outer space, and it's gonna be like a, a badass like galaxy interstellar battle between Kaido and Luffy as they're punching. Luffy's gonna be throwing like planets and shit at Kaido. Uh, Kaido's gonna be like smashing, smashing them, causing asteroids to fall back on Earth. I I think that they're on Earth. That's something that uh... unclear. I don't know if they've ever referred to it just as Earth. They probably have, and I'm just not remembering it, because why would you keep that in your memory? But No clue. They're going to be fighting in outer space, because Momonosuke can't, just can't control his clouds. And then uh, Al's going to show up from the moon. <laughs> he's, he's just going to be watching. Yeah, all roads lead to the moon. And Goku's going to be there watching. They're, they're going to fly past the fucking... I don't know the name of the road they go down. Snakeway or something? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, oh, look at that. That's my friend Luffy. <laughs> I remember him. Where's yeah. that one chef guy who makes us food? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Luffy's almost dying before he turns into Gear 5, he gets like glimpses of the Snakeway. He's like, no, I can't. Not yet. <laughs> I can't go to the home for infinite losers on accident. Because Luffy <laughs> would absolutely fall off the path and go there. Yeah. Zoro ending up there makes more sense. That should have been his fever dream. Is uh, <laughs> it's getting lost into the wrong anime again. 
<laughs> That'd be really good. But that's, I believe, it for this episode. So we will catch you next week talking about some other bullshit that is not an episode of anime. <laughs> and until then, to, to be be con- continued. Continued.